Welcome to the Edinburgh Photography Workshop podcast number 11. Off the west coast of Scotland is an island populated by just over 200 people. It's not on the photographer's bucket list, but it hides some great locations. This week, we'll look at some brilliant photographic viewpoints on the Isle of Jura. As we have started to come out of Covid lockdown, we can travel away from the area we live in. Photographers are already flocking back to the often captured locations of Glencoe and Skye. I'm sure that if I go back to the famous viewpoint looking toward Bukailet of Moor, that the tripod holes have already been driven back into the peaty ground around the waterfall as everyone strives to get the same shot. Last week I headed over to the remote island of Jura and I thought it would be good to share some photographs from the trip to show that Scotland has much more to offer. You can see the pictures on the website at edinburghphotographyworkshop.com. You've got to be prepared for a long trip to get to Jura. If you're prone to seasickness, then have some tablets at the ready. The easiest way is to drive to the ferry port at Kenna Craig, which is three and a half hours from Edinburgh. There's then a two-hour ferry trip using Calmac to Isla. There are two ports on this island famous for its whiskey, Port Ellen and Port Askig. Ideally, you'll go to Port Askig, as landing in Port Ellen will then involve a 30-minute journey across the island to reach the Jura ferry, Aelin Dura, which will take you across the Sound of Jura in about 10 minutes. Once that crossing is complete, you're only 14 minutes away from the only hotel on the island at Craighouse. It is possible to fly from the mainland to the small airport on Isla, and then hire a car to cross over to Jura. There is also a way to get to Jura from the mainland using the Jura passenger ferry. It's a one-hour rib trip from Tevalik, and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted if there's even a small swell on the crossing to Jura. As you can see, it isn't easy to get to Jura, and once there it's also a challenge to get around. You'll need a car or a friendly local to get around the island. There's one 25 mile long road that goes up the east of the island. It starts at the ferry terminal at Fialin to the end of the public road on the Ardlosser estate. The west and northernmost parts of the island can only be reached with long treks or from the sea. I won't sugarcoat it, Jura is an island that you need to suffer a wee bit to get some beautiful photos. However, not all the locations need massive walks. Quite a few of the images I will share in this post are taken just off the road. I'll also admit that this is in no way a comprehensive guide to all the locations on the island, but it will hopefully give you a feel for the type of photography possible. One last warning before we start to look at the various locations on the island. From May to early autumn, Jura hosts an evil predator, which swarms onto the island, causing harm and irritation to the residents and visitors. Be prepared for the Scottish midgey. Midges will come out in the late afternoon and hang around until dawn. They're particularly attracted to warm things and bright lights, things like the screen on your digital camera, so cover up with mosquito net hats, wear gloves, and be prepared to be irritated. The hub of Jura is the capital of the island, Craig House. The village has one pub, the famous Jura Whisker Distillery, a post office and shop, a fuel pump, and a small collection of shops including a rum distillery and a photographer's gallery featuring the work of a professional photographer who lives on the island, Conrad Barkowski. There are some great views of the three mountains that dominate the island. They are collectively known as the Paps of Jura. The largest, Ben is 785 metres tall, with the other two mountains, Ben Chiante and Ben Asholi, also rising over 700 metres. The best views of the hills are looking back over the village from the old pier. 
During the summer months, Craighouse can see some spectacular sunrises looking out over the small Isles Bay. There are often small yachts in the harbour which can add interest to the beautiful coloured skies. While this location points towards the east, don't think that it can only be a sunrise location. Often in the evenings the sky will display some pretty muted tones, so don't put the camera away in the evening. For those who follow my Instagram account, you'll know that I like to take minimalistic photographs. There are plenty of opportunities to do this kind of photography. I love shooting the old pier from the slipway in front of the whiskey distillery. Leaving Craighouse and travelling toward the north along the long road, there is a nice little stopping place for sunrise shots. I took the next couple of photographs after walking for about 40 minutes. There's also parking for one or two cars at the side of the road for the less athletic. You can get down onto the beach level at the pier and then walk back in the direction towards Craighouse. There are some lovely rounded stones on the beach which make for a superb foreground interest for a sunrise shot. If you spend some time just before sunrise shooting the rocks in the last photograph, then you'll be treated to a spectacular massive sunshot as it rises over the hills of Argyll. This is a great example that disproves the great myth from last week that all landscapes need wide angle lenses. The shot was taken with a 70-200mm lens with a 2x extender. The darker area, which is on Jura, feels like it sits next to the hills in the background, which are nearly 15 miles away. Don't forget your long lens when shooting landscapes. One of the benefits of Jura in the current Covid era is that it is very easy to socially distance. The Corran Sands beach stretches for about 1km around the north of the small Isles Bay. On the day we visited last week, there must have been about 20 people, around 10% of the island population on the beach, so there's plenty of room for everyone. The beach is accessed by following the signs from the chrome and then taking the first right turn. There's parking on ground just in front of the beach, but take care not to block the small airfield. Jura doesn't have a hospital, so anyone needing emergency care is airlifted from this site. I think that this is the most accessible place to get some wonderful views of the paps. There's often delicate flowers in the grasses that border the beach, which could be used to frame the mountain peaks. Walk further around the bay, and the tides in the bay create pools of water. I found a boulder in one of the pools that contrasted well against the majestic mountains, as well as reflecting the gorgeous blue sky that happens every day on the island. Well, maybe not every day, we were just lucky on this visit. The last of the locations that we'll look at, which are accessible by a short walk off the road, is toward the north end of the Long Road. The Ardlosser estate is home to one of the latest exports from the island, Lusser Gin. It's produced from 14 different botanicals, 11 of which source from the estate itself. One of the botanicals is bright green sea lettuce that is in abundance in Ardlosser Bay, a couple of minutes drive from the tiny distillery. There are a couple of shooting points that work well. The first is the pier that stretches into the water, Long exposure shots work well in this location, smoothing out the water to contrast against the stone of the dock. In front of the pier is a small chunk of rock that points out into the bay. Covered in lichens, the stones provide a super foreground to a broader shot of the bay. It also helps that there is often a red rowing boat left in the bay. An intense colour will draw the viewer, so placing it toward the middle of the scene ensures that your photograph will keep them interested in your shot. The first of two off-the-beaten-track locations is Nochbrech which is a two-mile walk from the Failin Ferry. Walking away from the pier, there's a private road heading up a hill to the left. Vehicle access isn't allowed on the Inver Estate, but walkers are welcome. Follow the cliff-top path with some spectacular views to Isla until you reach Inver House and bear to the right. Eventually, you'll reach a river crossing and just beyond is a derelict hamlet of stone houses dating from the mid-1800s. One of the houses would have had a spectacular view of two of the paps, 
including it as part of the scene, gives us a flashback to the harshest of life on the island in the past. There's a mud track that runs to the right of the house ruins. Follow this to a hill and clamber to the top. There is one of the few low-level views where it's possible to see all three peaks of the Paps at the same time. At this time of the year, the purple heather provides a touch of colour to the pastoral scene. The previous location was a fairly long but easy walk. The final place in this short series of dual locations needs an even longer and much more intense walk in to reach the site. The trail is about three miles each way and starts from turning to the Corran Sands Beach, known as the Three Arch Bridge. Follow the path to the right of the bridge towards the Paps until it reaches a wider pathway. You can follow any of the many tracks over the boggy ground, but if you're attempting this location then come dressed with good boots and walking trousers. Eventually, you'll reach a river leading to the loch. For those who want exercise, you can cross here and climb one of the Paps. I pushed on to reach the loch where we were treated to phenomenal reflections of two of the Jura Paps. It's definitely worth the effort of this long walk to capture this magnificent scene. I hope that this week's podcast has shown that there's more to the scenery of Scotland than the classic views. Head to Jura and you'll be surprised by the diversity of the landscape and hopefully take some more unusual photographic locations. However, if you go to Jura, or indeed any other rural parts of Scotland, then be respectful to the residents. The infrastructure of Jura is limited due to its population size. There aren't gangs of council workers cleaning up after you, so take the rubbish with you. Tourism is a significant part of the economy, so support the local enterprises. Be careful when you're on the hills. Medical treatment isn't as accessible as it would be in a city. Enjoy your time on an island less photographed. If you've got any questions or comments, send me an email to contact at edinburghphotographyworkshop.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter using the links in the podcast notes. You can also sign up for the Edinburgh Photography Workshop monthly newsletter on the website where you'll get regular updates on exciting things happening in photography as well as some great tips. Please subscribe to the podcast. Better still, also leave a review on whichever platform you listen to your podcast on. That way, more people will get to hear us. Thanks for listening and join us next week for the 12th Edinburgh Photography Workshop podcast. (laughs) 